You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 55. I believe what we think, what we put out to the world creates our own reality. And even in a time like now when COVID-19 is happening and, you know, there's so many unforeseen things happening, I think the way we we actually react to that and how we pull that apart and, you know, decide to make it something that is bringing us down or pushing us up is really up to us. So we need to make sure that everything we're doing is, you know, for our own best interest because it can be so easy to concentrate on that cup half empty. Now I say this a lot and inside my course, a six-figure business map for wedding photographers, I'm always teaching mindset. So one person in particular inside the six-figure business map that's really adapted that growth mindset, the abundance mindset is Justine Misson. So today I have invited Justine onto the podcast so we can have a little bit of a chat and you can see, you know, what kind of happens inside the six-figure business map and also her experience because it's so important to show, you know, more perspectives, especially when people are creative entrepreneurs and they're just starting out and, you know, you can really relate to where their pain points are and what they're struggling with and especially with COVID-19, you know, so many people taking the back seat and, you know, they've scaled down. But having a look at Justine, she has been making more money than ever. She's been growing a business more than ever. She's seen so much growth and her mindset is just absolutely, you know, so abundant. And I love that. I love seeing her succeed. And I'm so excited that she's only been in wedding photography for the last two years and possibly the last four months have been the biggest growth months of her whole career. So before we get started, I'm inviting you to a free workshop where I'm going to show you my framework to building a six-figure business for wedding photographers. If that sounds like something that you're really interested in, you should head over to my website, jialong.co. And when you get there on the homepage, I'm going to have a little link so you can register straight to that workshop. It will be live and I would love to see you there. Hey, so today I have Justine with me. Justine is inside the six-figure business map and she's been hitting so many goals and she actually asked me the other day if she could jump on my podcast because it was one of her goals and she wanted to tick it off the list. So I thought, why not? Let's have a chat. And it's good to know like Justine's just starting out and it's good to get a fresh perspective. You know, sometimes I often can forget because as you grow in business, you end with up with uh, different problems and and sometimes you know with those different problems there's different solutions and things like that so it's nice to be transported back to when I first started wedding photography and you know the things that I did signing up to workshops and and everything else and how I went about it so hey Justine how are you hey good thanks Jai thanks for having me on can't believe this is happening yeah I'm so excited to have you here Sweet. Me too. So excited to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about your business and how you're making your break and, and going about, you know, this whole new journey of not working full-time for someone else and, and um, going out on your own and being a creative entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. Um, should I just start from the beginning? Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, well, it started in 2017. Um, I was on maternity leave, just had my first baby. And I was sort of just figuring out what I wanted to do because the thought of 
going to a job that I really did not like, did not appeal to me. I've been working as a wool classer around Victoria and it just didn't, you know, it didn't sit with my values and all that sort of thing. It just, I don't know, sucked my soul dry, I guess. Um, so I'd never had anything to do with photography. I'd always been a bit mm-hmm. creative, but never, I had no idea how to use a camera. But having a little baby, I wanted to take a million photos and got into that. So I stole my um, husband Nev's camera that he got for astrophotography. He never he never used it to its full potential. So I stole it. Yeah, taking some photos for my friends. And I know I really liked the impact that it had on people. It, yeah, I became sort of addicted to it. I wasn't very good at that stage, but then um, someone approached me to take photos of their niece's wedding and it wasn't until about a year away. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'll learn everything that there is to learn, I guess. And yeah, I just dove right into it. And then I ended up actually doing another wedding before that another friend asked me. So I had a couple of weddings to shoot for free just to see if I liked it. Um, and it became pretty much my favorite thing ever. So here I am now shooting weddings. Yeah. Wow. So you had to sort of jump in. You don't have a business background or a photography background. I had nothing. So you had to learn a lot in a short amount of time to make the dream work. Yeah, it was really, it was pretty intense. There was a lot to learn, but I was pretty determined. So yeah. And how long have you been a wedding photographer now? Um, my first wedding was, when was it? August, 2018. So about two years. And how's it feel like working for yourself and you know, starting another business and um, I guess like creating your own income, your own everything. You're like, yeah, I, I guess like as being a creative entrepreneur, like one of the most rewarding things I find is you create and design your own life around, you know, how you want to do it, like when you want to wake up and what you want to do. And um, and I love that. Like, how does that feel for you? It's, I can't even describe you know, there were times in the beginning where it was it was pretty scary. Um, I had no idea if it was going to work or not, but I just believed. <laughs> what, what's, what scared you the most? Um, what scared you the most? I guess failure, I suppose. It sounds pretty silly to say it out loud, actually, because I don't know, I guess I'm my biggest critic. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I guess just it not working and having to give it all up and go and do something that I didn't want to do, I guess. Like failing for yourself or in front of people or for your family? Probably a mixture of everything. But one thing that I was really um, conscious of in the beginning was how people perceived me, how the people I knew. Um, you, I had a lot of people that were saying, oh, you know, you've just had a baby. It's silly. Don't, you know, just be a normal person. Basically, don't be, don't go out and start a business and it's crazy and you're too busy. But I don't know, I, I don't really like listening to people's negativity I suppose I had a dream and I was like I'm going to pursue it I don't know how it's going to look but I'm going for it yeah why not do it that's so cool so like how did you overcome the fear of failure like did it did it kind of drop away after a while as you got more confident or do you do you still sometimes feel like you know what if this doesn't work and and go back to that place I'm definitely not afraid anymore but I guess, how did I overcome it? I guess it was, yeah, just practice and a lot of work on my mindset, I suppose. I didn't realize a lot about, I don't know, I guess my own head when I first started. And I had a real, I guess, fear mindset. And I've really moved into, I don't know, being more abundant and mindful and, I don't know, 
working on myself a lot. Yeah, it's interesting how much people don't realize, like you have to have business skills, you have to have photography skills, but you also have to have people skills and you have to work on your own mindset. Like that's like one of the biggest things, like working on yourself. And I know for myself, I do it daily. Like I have to do it daily and I've been doing it daily for the last at least 10 years, you know, like working on my own mindset and training my habits, training my thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And it's a whole nother thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah, for sure. And that's really exciting to hear you say that you've, you know, been doing it for like 10 years or whatever, because for me, it's a very new thing. And I've already seen so much growth, just even in the last three months since coronavirus hit, when I sort of found myself going back into that creative space. Um, but then I just thought, no, I'm not going to do this. I was trying to see all of the opportunities that were actually around me. And I feel like I'm a completely new human, just even from the start of the year. It's incredible. You know, like most, especially a lot of um, creative entrepreneurs, when coronavirus hit, they kind of shriveled up and died. Um, how did you get, to, how did you get to the point where you started becoming optimistic and started identifying those opportunities? Like, how did that happen for you? Um, it was you really. I can't even remember. I think it was somewhere on Facebook you were asking if people would be interested in, you know, a bit of self-development, a bit of a map to how, um, you know, you've created what you've created. Um, and it was really, yeah, it was a lot of listening to you and a lot of other people who um, were pretty active in the field. I was seeing a lot of businesses starting to close, so much negativity on social media, but then there was you just saying like, you know, look around you, look at, look at all of these opportunities. Like, you know, weddings might be on the back burner for now, but, you know, imagine what it's going to look like next year. And, you know, if you can set yourself up for that, then you're going to come out on top, you're going to win. And yeah, so I was just like, really just waiting every time you send an email or you put something on social media, I was like, is this it? Is this the thing he's releasing? But just waited very patiently. And now I've got this really great little community where everyone's lifting each other up. It's really cool. It's really cool. But what I don't understand is like, I always talk about you know opportunities and everything and it hits people at the right time but for yourself like it wasn't me at all it was you um listening to someone that was talking about you know uh opportunity or, the, or was talking about positivity where a lot of people would see that and see as a polarizing message at this time and say like no that's not true or no that's not for me or no you know get a reality check or whatever but it was you that decided to go okay I'm going to look at mentors. I'm going to look at people in the industry, not the ones that are failing, but the ones that are succeeding. And I'm going to model what they're doing. Um, that was totally up to you. And that's your mindset. So that's why I'm interested. Like, how did you, how did you believe in yourself enough to listen to the message that I was putting out that you knew it was going to benefit you, if that makes sense? Yeah, you're right. I think it really did just hit me at the right time. Um, I know I'd sort of gotten to this point where I was really open to grow and 2020, it was going to be my year. It was looking so promising. I had like, I'd hit my booking goal. Um, I was, <laughs> I was so excited. Totally. Like October was going to be insane. I had like five weddings lined up. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. This is what I want just in the thick of it. And then, yeah. And then we weren't allowed to do anything anymore. Um, no one knew what it meant, but yeah, I guess hearing a polarizing message did just come along at the right time because I, I did get pretty negative again, thinking, you know, everything was looking up and now it's not looking up. <laughs> now there's no weddings. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be able to shoot again and that sort of thing. And if I'm even going to make any money this year, but yeah, I guess 
hearing a polarizing message when I was already open to growth. I just thought there's got to be something that I can do. So yeah, it did. It took a lot of self work. Like I had to mm. recreate an entirely new routine. I think because I'd been winging it for a while. It was a lot of self care, and it wasn't even. I wasn't even focusing on you know how am I going to grow my business right now. It was more just how can I survive this and come out on the other side. So yeah, I was trying to identify opportunities to make that happen. Yeah. And your message came along at the right time. And not only did I create a routine that means that, you know, I'm thriving just as a normal human in my everyday life, but like my business has grown more than it ever has since coronavirus. It's insane. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show, like for myself. And, you know, when I tell people like that, I, you know, my business has grown more than ever before. And the people that are in my community, it's grown more than ever before. Like people think like, you know, what Kool-Aid are you drinking? It doesn't, you're, you're not telling the truth. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's hard. I think when someone, like what the hard thing is, when someone has a belief that something is not, it's like hard times or you can't make money or you can't book things to hear my message, it means you have to break your own beliefs. And that's literally one of the hardest things you can do as a human. And the only time you can get to that spot is when you're in a growth mindset, because when you hear something that challenges what you believe is true, if you have a growth mindset, you will take that on board and dissect it and see, like, will this actually work? Like, is this the truth? Is this a different perspective than what I thought, but is this the right perspective, if that makes sense? So, it really does come down to that. And I know for myself, when coronavirus hit, I was actually setting myself up in 2019 and I was telling everybody there was going to be a big recession in 2020. Like that was like my mantra. Just because there was there was kind of like there's so many signs showing that we're in a bubble at the moment, like even now. And I was like, okay, so I need to set myself up um, now because something's about to happen. I didn't know it was coronavirus, but when that did hit, I remember I had that one or two days of kind of self-pity of like, oh man, like I thought this is going to be a big year and this happened and what can I do? And it takes a little while. And and when I snapped out of it and I realized there's a whole different perspective, like from that second, which was probably, you know, March 20th, my business has like three times in growth because like when you start seeing opportunities, you just you can't not see them and then the opportunities just keep coming and coming and it, it's crazy, isn't it? Like you've experienced this. Yeah, for real. And it's it's really funny because at the beginning of it, like investing in a course, it was a really terrifying thought. I was like, I cannot afford this. But I got to the point where I was like, I can't not afford to do this. And yeah, so glad I took that leap of faith. Like I'm a big believer now in investing in myself and I'm seeing the benefits. Like I've spent so much more money on my business and on myself in the last few months as well. But it just it just keeps coming. Like I just feel like people are throwing money at me. It's amazing. Well, it really does work like that because when you do believe in yourself and you are willing to invest in the services that best serve your clients, they're going to see that and they're going to throw money at you. It really does work like that. And I've worked that out over like so many different businesses. But for myself, like I was really... I was the same. Like I didn't really like to sign up to workshops or especially online courses and stuff because I was like, oh, it's just a money grab or it just doesn't, I don't know, like it doesn't feel like the right thing for me or what could he teach me or she teach me that I don't already know. And it wasn't until I did my first course where I was like, oh my God, like I just 10 times my growth 
And why was I wasting my time trying to, you know, struggle or be in that mindset when I just didn't have to? Like yeah. I can spend money on my business, which is on myself, and I can grow and unlock all these things. Yeah, absolutely. I um, had gotten really used to um, just spending hours and hours on YouTube and the internet just trying to learn things and trying to figure it all out, but just having it all condensed into this one neat little package that's, you know, bite-sized pieces and just easy to follow. Like I wasn't expecting to be at this point for another three to five years probably. And Mm. I keep saying it, but like it's happened since March. It's insane. (laughs) It's insane, huh? And I've loved seeing your growth as well. We've done some mentoring sessions and stuff like that. And just seeing like, it's really interesting because like I can give you all the all the recipes and framework and, and I know you're working with all those, but really like just the different mindset and the community behind you that's egging you on is, is the game changer because all of a sudden, like you can get out of all the other Facebook groups that, you know, people that don't know what to do, they don't have the clarity, they don't have the self-belief uh, and they're trying to bring other people down. And when you surround yourself with a community where people are like celebrating their wins and, you know, lifting each other up, it's an absolute game changer. You're so right because, to be honest, like I might be lucky to have implemented like a third of the things in the course, um, but what I have mm. implemented and just sharing those wins with people, like I I don't know, I feel just really driven to succeed and, yeah, just having people celebrate that, it's really exciting. Like I want to go in there and share and I don't feel, I used to feel like maybe I was being arrogant or something when I would talk about things that were working, but now it's like no, people they need to hear this. And especially at this point in time, like I'm so new in my journey and I feel like a lot of people would be too scared to start or too scared to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. They're just sort of waiting to see what happened. But I, I don't know. I just feel like if people see that, then maybe that will help someone else. Yeah. And you know what, like for years and years, like I haven't been able to share my wins with anyone. That's why I, I, I stress it now because there's so much tall poppy syndrome where someone wants to cut you down if they see you're more successful than them or someone wants to, you know, bring you down for your beliefs or whatever it is. And so it can be hard to find a community where you can actually openly talk about like how much you just booked and how much that meant to you and how hard you work for it. And you know, like how much it impacts your clients and how much you're helping your clients and how much reach you have and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's so important for growth to not only, like a lot of us, like talk about our failures, but celebrate those wins because the wins don't just come. Like it comes from hard work and it comes from endless amounts of failures, you know. You know that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so many failures. <laughs> Feel that. Um, so tell me, like in the Facebook group, you just talked about booking your biggest package ever um, and that was massive. I want to mm-hmm. know just like how you felt about giving your packages to someone when you've never charged that much money before and how it felt actually like, you know, someone getting in touch and actually booking in that package. Um, it was a little bit scary to put it out there to start with, because when I first started, I, I don't know, I just trying to wrap my head around how much to give away. Like I wanted to be really valuable, obviously, but I feel like I was selling myself way too short and maybe not giving my clients the experience that they deserved, um, because I was giving away so much. So I just had like this one fully inclusive package that had 10 hours and Mm. you know everything, all the bells and whistles. But then when you talked about letting your clients go shopping. I, I didn't think about that as something that adds value before, but people like to do that. Like that's 
in itself, just giving them options is value, which I really loved. So putting my prices out there was a little bit scary with the new packages. I'd gone from being a $3,000 wedding photographer to a $7,000 wedding photographer. Um, and But when they booked it, they were like, yeah, no, that top package, that's amazing. That's got everything. We don't have to, you know, put it all together. We don't need to work out anything else. And they were telling, like they were thanking me for how valuable that was. I was just like, what is happening? But it made me feel so good. And it made them feel good too. Like I'd made an impact on them, I guess. Mm. How much of a game changer is that? Like people don't talk about this enough. I know when I talk about pricing in my workshops, like I'll show, you know, wedding photographers, especially when they're first starting out, I'm like, here's one package and it's $10,000. And people, some people, most people's reaction, maybe 95% of people are like, oh my God, how could you charge that? Like, what the hell? Like you're ripping people off. And 5% of the people go like, well, that's amazing. Like that gives me some inspiration. But what actually happens is when I charge like my clients, they thank me. They're like, thank you for putting together this service that's really easy. It's so much value and I can't afford not to book you. Like, it's just incredible what you do. And, you know, a lot of the times like we undercharge ourselves because we think people want discounts or we think people think like us and they're just looking for the cheapest whatever. And it's simply not the truth. Like if you walk out and you're trying to scream a discount to people, people see you as a discount wedding photographer or they don't see your value because you don't see value in your own stuff. So the second that you start showing people the value, what you're actually worth, what they're actually going to get, the experience they're going to get, then, mate, I'll pay $10,000, i will pay $20,000. Like, you've made it so easy for me. If all this is true and this is what I'm getting from my wedding day, like, absolutely sign me up. Yeah, for sure. I'm totally finding that. And people, they're booking my top package and they're even adding on extra stuff as well because they just love it. Like they're really enjoying the experience and I love that I can give that to them. It's really cool. Yeah. Adding extras and options and things like that, like pricing, there's there's so much science, like, you know, from inside the business map, there's so much science behind pricing. And I think, you know, so many people do it wrong because we're creative entrepreneurs. We're not really business owners. So when it comes to pricing, we're not too sure on like, you know, what to actually charge and what will make us profitable and and things like that. Um, Even simply breaking it down to how much do we need to have a six-figure business? Now, I know you just started out your business and we were talking the other day and you're on track to making like, you know, six figures, which is incredible since your business only started in 2018. Yeah. It's insane. And I, like I said earlier, like I did not expect to see growth like this for another three to five years. And here I am just, and it's really just been investing in myself and saying to myself, I guess, getting out of my ego and being like, no, I actually need help. Um, I need to stop being, you know, embarrassed, I guess, because I'd wanted to do like a mentor session or something like this for a while, but I was really afraid of just putting myself out there and having someone who knew what they were doing say, yeah, no, like this, you're just doing it all wrong. You need to change this. Like I was so scared about that, but it's been just getting out of that mindset has been a game changer and letting someone else in who knows what they're doing has been huge. Yeah. I definitely get scared of that. Like showing people inside my business and, and like, if I'm getting a mentor going like, you know, am I doing it right? Or, and it, it, what's like really interesting. One of the reasons why I start started investing in myself was, um, for myself, because I've been doing wedding photography for seven years and, I, and I've, you know, tested everything and I know what works. I know the exact framework that works. I could start a wedding photography business right now and I know I'll have a six-figure business in 12 months, like no problem. 
And what's interesting is because I know that when I look at people's websites, you know, when I'm doing reviews or their pricing and stuff like that, I already know what their clients would pay and I already know what would convert and I know what they're doing wrong. So for myself, when I'm looking at a course, I know that I'm going to someone that knows all that about my business. I can't see it myself. I'm like, oh, I've got a good website, don't I? And I've got, you know, my prices. I don't know if people would pay more than this. And when someone, like I have a mentor, like step in, they go like, people would pay you double for what that is. People would pay you 10 times for what that is. Like think about it. And then they start showing me like this needs to convert or you're not best serving people this way. And I'm like, oh my God, it would have taken me years and years to work that out in on my own. And it does take me years. Yeah, you're so right. When you had a look at my website, um, you know, I thought I thought my stuff was pretty good. You were like, yeah, your photos are nice. The colors are nice and everything. But you're like, the, the website is not, it needs to be better <laughs> pretty much. And you were very polite about it. Um, but I was kind of like, oh shit, you know, now what am I going to do now? So now like, because my business has gone crazy. <laughs> oh, so much work, work to do. But because my business has gone crazy, now I'm like, right, well, that's my next investment because I think that's the next thing I need to do to get people over the line. So my rebrand starts next month and I'm so pumped about that, which even just, you know, dropping the money on something like that a few months ago was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But now it's like, nah, this is, is going to help me grow. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like it's it's so good because like I love seeing you grow like this and, and I just relate it to myself of like things that I'm doing. I was looking at a copywriter not too long ago for my like online course stuff because I don't have that much time and you know I know like copy that converts but it do, it's it's a it's a skill it's an art form um, and it's really hard to do and I'm lucky enough that I can do it but sometimes I feel like someone could probably do it better than me and um, I was looking at a copywriter the other day and. I opened up like five tabs from five recommendations and three of them were about $5,000. We can write you out a sales, a sales page. And I got onto this one person and they charged $50,000 for a sales page. And I was thinking like, oh my God, I, d- I don't even want to pay 5000 Like how is this person charging 50000 And one interesting thing was the sales page actually really sold to me. So I was like, okay, I see the value. They're obviously better than the 5,000 people. But now that time's gone on, I can't stop thinking about, am I doing myself an injustice by not paying that person $50,000 to write my copy? Like, isn't that a bizarre thing? Like, I'm at the stage where I'm like, is that what I should be doing right now? Like, would that be a game changer for me? Like, am I holding myself back? <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> I, Yeah, that's totally interesting. But all that being said, if you do go for the $50,000 copywriter, can you please make sure that they have like spelling errors throughout your emails and things like that because that's something that totally sold you for me just I don't know I was like I know exactly who I'm hearing from when I read those emails yeah like you've just you're like oh something's on my mind I've got to get that out there and I love that like I don't know I love that I know that I'm hearing from you it's really cool oh no it's like you know one thing I would never do is I would never get someone else write my emails ever some like people when they reply to me they say like I'm not sure who replies to this email but um, I just want to send Jai a message and I'm like, you know, I would never outsource my emails. I'm, I'm th- like my emails and my Instagram is the two ways I communicate with everyone. And it's so important that I show up and it's my thoughts. I love sharing that. And I love sharing it in the language that I do, which is not perfect. And I love showing, you know, that I'm not perfect. I have spelling mistakes. I don't check over things because I feel like I don't have time and I want to make a big impact. I don't want to put something out there perfect because so many of us like get hung up. I'm representing ourselves as perfect, right? Like 
I get emails sometimes from people saying like, I can't believe you think you're an educator, but your emails have spelling mistakes. You should have someone checking over those. And then I write back, I bet you I'm making a bigger impact than you because I'm sending out emails that are not perfect, that are changing people's lives. It doesn't matter about the spelling mistake. Like that's the education. So if you're going to learn something from that, it's like you don't need to be perfect. You need to be human and you need to connect with people. Like that is the biggest thing ever. And for myself, like nothing I do is perfect and everything I do is all about like putting it out there and then getting it better and optimizing it and then making it a little bit better and optimizing it. And, you know, I teach that in the business map, like for yourself, your pricing and everything. Um, you don't need to have perfect branding right now or perfect anything, but it's going to get better and you can keep optimizing that little bit. Like maybe one day you can get a copywriter and then some branding and then a new website and then a new price guide and, you know, you optimize and optimize and, and grow yourself into that six-figure business. Yeah, 100%. I've totally done that and you've taught me so much about how to connect with people as well. Um, it's funny, when I first started my business, I was very professional and I spoke in the third person on my website. It was all, it was so much cringe just because I was trying to attract everybody. But when I came across your Instagram, and this was when I first started dabbling in the thought of wedding photography, I think, um, I, th- I just like commented on one of your photos or something on Instagram and you replied to me and I was like, oh my God, like this person is acknowledging me and like no one had ever done that before. Like I was just this, you know, new person with like, I don't know, maybe 300 followers on Instagram um, and it still hasn't grown a whole heap. But it, I don't know, it was just really, it was just really nice to feel acknowledged and I followed you ever since then and mm. now you were talking about drinking the Kool-Aid before. Like so many <laughs> of my friends think I'm in a cult because I'm just, I'm just like, oh, you know, you're a photographer. You need to do this course. Like it's so good and I don't know, you're just really good at, um, I don't know, getting, I don't even want to say getting people across the line, but making people feel heard and not being arrogant. And that's something I'm trying to put out as well. I have a lot of um, new photographers who reach out to me from time to time as well, who are from around here. And yeah, I just really want to keep making amazing communities and stuff where we can all help each other. It's so cool. You know, like what you're saying there, um, like how I respond to all my DMs or respond to all my, as many comments as I can. I always respond to all my emails and stuff, no matter what it is. If it's hate mail, if it's love mail, like I respond. And, you know, I'm always compassionate to the person that's sending it out because I get so many different emails. But one thing is like for myself, I love it when people acknowledge me and I love it when I feel like I'm part of community and, you know, someone's not like so far out of reach that I can't, say hello and stuff like that. And I know for myself, like as a wedding photographer and as an educator, it's the most important thing for me is to connect with people. And one thing for you, Justine, like, and I know you're learning this big time um, going through the course and everything is like, you need to model what I'm doing there and just, you know, learn how to connect with people because the more you make that connection, the more you're sharing your stories, the more you're relating to people, the more people are going to love what you're doing. They're going to believe in what you do. They're going to pay you money for that. They're going to want you at their wedding. They're going to want to invest in you and your ideas and all those things. And it's such a knock on effect. And it, it just comes down because we're all humans. Like when people say, I love business or, you know, or, you know, Jai, yeah, he just loves business. I don't love analytics. I don't love emails. I don't love any of that stuff. I just love connection and what the services I can bring to people, provide to people that make their 
make him so much happier. Like they love what I'm putting out and why wouldn't I want to do that? And it just comes from connection. I totally feel that. And it's really interesting the way you've just put that because like I've got, you know, basically the way that I'm making money in my business right now is um, wedding deposits and people paying installments and stuff. But like for the first time ever, I've got people just paying in full because they can. And they're, you know, it's, they're telling me, you know, I hope this helps in this crappy time or whatever. And like, they're thanking me while they're giving me money. And I don't know, I think it's just because I've been giving people so much of my time. Like, you know, if people are having trouble planning their wedding right now or whatever, I'm like, well, let's jump on Zoom. Let's talk about it. Let's work it out. Like, let's find something that's going to suit you. And I'm really just, I don't know, trying to be there, connecting with people all the time and being there for them and just giving them as much value as I can. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Just when people like here have have all this need. Thank you. It's so good. It feels so good. Yeah. So um, my brother-in-law, Kyle Leinhart, he's a pretty famous musician now and he's always on the radio and he's everywhere doing everything, plays the festivals. I've done some mentoring with him. And one of the things was like, I was saying to him, man, like you got, like, you got to treat it like a business. Like, yes, everyone thinks you're a rock star, but like everyone's paying you to be there and you're providing a service. So you need to thank them because they're thanking you. They're like, I just paid $30 at the door. And I'm, and Kyle, like, I love your music. Thank you for giving me that. And thank you for allowing me to pay you so then I could experience that. And then as a return, like, he goes down and, and stands there until the very end, like, signing CDs, getting photos of people, like, hugging people. And he'll be there to the very, very end before he packs up and he ends up getting home, like, so late. But he just sees, like there's so much value and in just thanking the people that showed up for him and that paid him for his services. And I, and I just see that like with all of our businesses, right? Like when I'm sending someone a price guide, I'm not like, I'm not self-conscious at all. If, if I put out my prices for my course or whatever it is, I'm not self-conscious. I'm like, here's something that you really want. And I took the time to put it together for you. So it's a package. And then when they get it and then they buy it and maybe they see it as expensive or whatever it is, but then when they see the results, like they thank me back, but it's just like a two way street because I'm like thanking them. They're thanking me. And I think like business should be done like that. It shouldn't be analytics and like, how do you make the most growth and how do you make the most money? It's like, how do you make the most value for people? So much so that they don't care how much they pay you because they're thanking you for that experience that you provided them. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I, I used to be really scared about money and talking about money. It made me feel really uncomfortable, but now it's actually become one of my favorite things. Like if somebody, you know, puts some money in my account, like they're paying off an installment or a deposit or something for their wedding, like I always reply a thank you. Like that's, it's really helpful and I really appreciate it. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know, just trying to be more abundant in my mindset, I think. Amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I need to learn that. That is so, so incredible. Such a different shift, such a different mindset shift. And Justine, it's just like one of those things like me hearing you saying that, like putting that out there, it's it's like, oh my God, like you have so much growth and you're going to keep growing because things like that, like showing gratitude towards just a deposit, like most people have a mentality where they feel entitled and they're like, well, I'm your wedding photographer, you have to pay a deposit and I'm never giving that back. There's no refunds and I will show up, but you have to pay me right now like before it. And it's such a different mentality compared to saying like, thank you for that deposit. It continues my business to run and I can't wait to provide that service that you are looking forward to on your wedding day. Like how much different is that compared to before? Yeah, it's really cool. And I think, yeah, I don't know, people people really like to be thanked, I think, for 
it makes them feel like they're helping as well, which I don't know, is really good. It makes them feel happy when I respond to them, I think. So yeah, back to connection, I guess, just always trying to connect and using every single touch point I can to, um, to make it an experience for people, even if it is just something as simple as a thank you. I can't wait for your wedding day. Yeah. Hey, so um, I know we've been having a bit of a discussion. I haven't been asking you enough questions, but um, I know you're on track to a six-figure business and I know you're building a business that you're proud of. I want to know like what's holding you back right now and what is your ceiling? Like what are you feeling like, oh, like I don't know how to get past this or I'm trying to work out what that next little thing is because, you know, even myself, like we're always trying to work out what that next how to, how to break through that ceiling from where you are now to where you want to go. Yeah, um, it's interesting um, because I'm not, I guess I'm not really 100% sure. Um, it's funny, like I think back to when um, the thought of having a six-figure business was really, it seemed very unattainable, um, but now it's so, like it's right there in my reach. But now I guess I think how can I scale it more because I, now I know it's possible to have like a multiple six-figure business I think I'm really just trying to work on clarity, which is why I signed up to the six figure business map to begin with. Just, I think it's me. I think I'm the next step I need to overcome because I'm just, I'm a mess. Like I feel like I'm just a mess all the time. I've got little kids and my husband Nev works really erratic hours and just trying to manage life and family is a really hard thing. I think so. I I think one thing I've been really working hard on at the moment is outsourcing the things that don't work for me. And I was getting really, really good at that. Um, before lockdown started, I had like a house cleaner and I had um, like my kids were doing a bit more daycare. But, you know, another reason I wanted to start a business was so that I could spend more time with my family. So trying to balance that. But yeah, I think I think really just trying to find time because at the moment, it's actually pretty crazy to think about it. I have about six hours a week to work in my business. So I'm working six hours a week in my business and like staring down six figures. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, I think just trying to, I don't know, trying to figure out the next step is probably the hardest thing because I really, I'm not sure what the ceiling is yet. I just, I don't know, kind of strapped in for the ride, I think. Oh, I actually want to ask you like, what would it look like if you just could imagine like two years down the track or three years down the track, and, you know, you're just working for yourself and maybe you're outsourcing, you're editing a few things and maybe you're making about, you know, 400000 a year. Like how would that look for your family and how would that make you feel as, you know, an achievement and, and like seeing your kids like proud of you and um, your husband doesn't have to work as much and, and like things like that. Like do you think that could be a true story for you and, and how would that make you feel? Yeah, I don't, I don't even think that it could be a true story for me. Like I know it's going to happen. Like I'm already trying to live it as if it's true. Um, yeah. So I'm about that. So at the moment where um, we're trying to work out um, a bit of a plan for Nev because he is currently working in a job that he hates. I want to bring him in on the business. Yes. And yeah, I just really want to create, I don't know, a bit of a legacy, I suppose, because the thought of having my kids proud of me and knowing that like I'm building something that, makes me feel really good and makes other people feel really good but you know that I've done something for them as well I guess it's um it's really exciting and I can't even describe how it makes me feel because it's just I don't know it's like it's everything to me at the moment it's like my business is my other child pretty much I love it so much and I love what I'm creating for people I absolutely know that I'm gonna kill it 
in a good way. <laughs> oh my God. Like you just saying that, you know, that it's possible. It's not, it's just not like when, uh, sorry, if it's just when, um, when you make the decision, I mean, that's why you're seeing so much growth right now. It's not because of anything else It's because you made the decision of like, this is what my long-term thing looks like. Imagine that. And then you, I know it's going to happen and I do the same. So for myself, like, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but the last few years, like I have been, I've been so poor because I hire way too many people and I do way too many projects. I don't keep any, like I don't keep money and I don't, people must think I'm rich. I'm really not like my business does make lots of money, but I just pump it back into, you know, doing fun things. And the thing is though, like, I don't think when, I mean, if I'm going to be successful, like I know I'm going to be successful and, you know, Lilo and I, we make the sacrifices we need to, like in the last few years, we lived in a pretty derelict, small little house and, you know, we don't have a new car. We don't have a TV. We don't have any luxuries. But the thing is, we both live like we're super rich. And, and if anyone asks me, like I, I say, yeah, I am rich. And I live the life that I know that um, I'm working towards as if it's already here. Like, yes, I can buy my own house. Like, yes, I am going to build my own house. And yes, we can travel overseas and we are doing these things. And you know, if you've got the other mentality of like, I can't afford or I can't do or it won't happen, like that is exactly what will happen for you. And so when you have that mentality to get that growth now, like if I'm like, okay, I want a seven figure business. It's not if, it's just when. Then if I see a course come up and it's $30,000 and I know it's going to help me get there, like a, a part of the way, I no longer say like, oh, that's expensive. It's $30,000. I say, yeah, but I'm, I'm growing into a million dollar business. Like that's nothing. You know what I mean? So it changes my whole mindset, which means the growth keeps stacking on top of each other. Like it just grows and grows exponentially. Yeah, for real. And like you just said before, like you might not, you know, people think you're rich. You might not have all of this money, but like how rich do you feel? Like I I think that's the thing. Like I really, I couldn't give a shit if I've got like $500,000 in my bank account. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. Like mm. as long as I can, you know, have the lifestyle that I desire pretty much um i'm happy as long as i can have like my latte every day and go for a walk like that's that's all i want to do like but be able to connect with people on the weekend shooting their weddings and stuff like i don't know like i said before about when i first invested in the six figure business map like i didn't have any money like we live week to week a lot of the time um you know just hustling from home all the time with two little kids and Nev's working his ass off pretty much, but yeah, it was, it was scary. It felt scary, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to not do it. And when I said to Nev, like, I'm investing in this course, it's going to change my life. He's like, Oh, that sounds so scary. Are you sure? Like, are you sure it's going to work? And I was like, I'm, I know it's going to work. It has to work. Like, and here I am. It's really cool. It's working. And I feel, you know, I, mm. I still, yeah, like my business isn't at six figures yet, but I feel like it is. I already feel like it is. And I'm, I don't know, just so excited about the growth. It just feels so good. And the things that I've been able to spend my money on at the moment too, because like, I just keep pumping my money back into my business as well. Like it's not, Oh, that's expensive. And I'm afraid to spend that money. I don't want to have to spend this money on this thing. It's like, I cannot wait to spend this money on this thing. It's, it just feels amazing. I love it. Absolutely. There's not many people in like year two of their business that has that mindset. Like that is like my mindset is exactly like that. When I spend money on my business, I'm like, well, what's on my business? My business is growing. Like, you know, it just keeps going and going. And for you to have that so early on, it just, 
like it, it blows my mind because I know I'm like, oh my God, like you already know the secrets. You're already living it and breathing it. And the second that you live and breathe the life that you want, it will come. Like, and I know there's so many listeners right now that are just starting out and they're like, that sounds airy fairy. That doesn't make sense. Like, give me the hard, you know, give me the strategies, give me the how do you get Instagram followers, whatever it is. But none of that matters until you live it and breathe it and you imagine what it would feel like for you if you got that success. And then is it, like you said, can I afford not to sign up to that course? Can I afford not to invest in my business? Can I afford, because what you're going to miss out on is that life that you really want. Like you already know what life you've got. Like, is it worth getting that life that you want? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I used to feel like I was just scrounging all the time and feeling really bad about investing in myself and even just even just buying the latte for myself. Like I was like, oh, I'm paying $50 a week on coffee. This is insane. But now it's like, no, this makes me happy in this, you know. Yes. I don't know. I like spending money on my friends that own the cafe and things like that too. It's just if I can't afford to do things like that, what's the point basically? Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. really dove into it. <laughs> so one thing I, um, I, I honestly. I want my life to be good. Yes. One thing I don't believe in, and this is going to be a polarizing message to people, is I don't believe in saving. I don't think no one I don't think anyone should save like money or save anything because saving just means you're sacrificing like your lifestyle because because you can't have that coffee because you feel bad because you could have saved fifty dollars this week, which is amounts to thousands of dollars at the end of the year. Like my whole philosophy is like saving. Like just make more money. If you want to make an extra four dollars fifty per day to be able to afford that coffee, like work out how to make that money. If you want that house, like the saving, work out how to make the money for that house. And like, that's my whole philosophy because I don't want to put in my mind that I can't afford things and I don't deserve things. And I should be, you know, going into that scarcity mindset where I need to save, I need to hoard, or I need to collect, I need to keep and it's not the truth. Like I need to invest. I need to grow. I need to expand. And all that comes from not saving. Yeah, I I completely feel that. And so many people, they think I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, if I want this thing, I'm just going to make that money this week. Like even with the um, mentor session that I had with you last week, which helped me book that big package, um, which was really awesome. Like I didn't have money to, to spend on a mentor session that week, but I was like, okay, I think it would be really beneficial if I had a mentor session this week what can I do? And then boom, someone's like, I want to order an album. I'm like, sick. There's my mentor session plus Incredible. all my coffees for like the next however long. Um, but yes, I don't know, just like going back to believing in it, I think. Um, and, and I'm also, I'm a bit funny as well. Even if I don't have the money to spend on something, like I'll, I'll find a way to make it happen. I don't know. It just, it feels like I'm magic. It's so weird. Like I probably sound fully insane right now, but like, it feels like magic because it's so easy. It's just believing. And, and, you know, if I'm hoarding all of my money, then that means I'm probably not spending it on things that could help me grow more. So, you know, I could have all of this money in my bank account, but you know, how long did it take to put that there? And, you know, what could I do now to make a bigger impact? And, you know, to me like impact, it's, it's so weird. It feels like money is a byproduct of everything that's happening right now because I would do this for free. It's crazy. And that's the space you need to be in as a creative entrepreneur. Like the second, like for myself, the second that I want to just make money 
as a wedding photographer, I just won't be able to because there's so I know there's so many easier ways to make money. Like for instance, I could just start my electrical business. I would make more money. I could just start like day trading. I know how to do that. I would make more money. And those things I don't love doing. And for me, like wedding photography and educating, even educating, like I am seriously, and I do do it for free all the time. Like I'm doing podcasts like right now for free all the time. And the reason why I do that is because I love doing it. And then a byproduct of that is people will pay me to like help them. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that so much because that's that's exactly how I feel right now too. Like obviously, you know, mine's a bit smaller scale than yours, but just knowing that, I don't know, just, oh, I, I don't even know how to explain it. You're like totally blowing my mind right now. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've just gone into that place of, I don't know, almost woo, I guess. Like I'm just really excited about what I can create and just believing it, just believing it all the time and living it. Awesome. Have you got any last messages for all the listeners out there? I know there's going to be a lot of your friends. There's a lot of people inside Business Map. There's, um, yeah, so many people. We got any got any words of advice for anyone? Just, um, I don't know, you'll probably know what's coming, I guess, from the whole conversation we've just had, but just don't, uh, a lot of people would probably think that this isn't right, but just don't get in your head about things. Just, just something feels right if you can see something and you can see someone who's making it work and they can help you like just go for it like don't be scared don't let fear hold you back I suppose it's taken me a long time to get that in my head I suppose when I'm just thinking I don't deserve to have all of these good things I can just work it out myself and I don't need to you know spend money on things or whatever that can help me grow just I don't know if it feels right just do it. I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh my God. It makes so much sense. Yeah. That hit me hard. Thank you so much, Justine. <laughs> Where can... I feel like I'm just ranting. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media so we can thank you for this interview? Um, yeah. Come out, come hang out on my um, Instagram, I guess. I'm justinemisson.photographer. That's all going to change soon, but I'll, I don't know, keep people updated in my stories and stuff about what's happening. But yeah, I don't know. This is really fun. Thank you for letting this happen. Yeah, and thank you for talking to my audience and saying hi to everyone. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your insight. So good talking with you. I'm going to put Justine's Instagram below, so it's in the show notes there. You can just have a look down below this episode and click on and say hi and share some love. I'm sure Justine would love to hear from you. And if you want to find me, I'm over at jialong.co and I'm always happy answering all DMs, everything like that. So. Again, guys, thank you so much. You've been listening to Jai Long and Justine, and I'll see you next week. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio, Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jilong.co.